And this is what is really interesting about the lateral lisps. I almost always find that the client lacks that good grading of movement. They lack freedom of movement. And it used to be that I hated lateral lisps. I would like, do not send a lateral lisp my way because I don't know how to fix it. Um, I don't know how to fix it. So it stays fixed when they go home. But using these same principles, the lateral lisps get corrected too. Welcome to the Mindful SLP, the show that explores simple but powerful therapy techniques for optimal outcomes. I'm Dan, here with co-host Denise Stratton, and today we're talking about lisps, persistent lisps, lateral lisps, interdental lisps. Oh my goodness, you know that she wrote this for me because I have no idea about what those different lisps are. Denise, what are we talking about? We're talking about how to understand the principles that underlie a lisp. So just real quick, I want to say that I am a prompt trained therapist and prompt helped me understand some of these principles we're going to talk about. And if you want to know more about prompt, that's all what episode 31 was about. Okay, I want to start with an analogy about the raspberry trellis that we built a couple years ago. Ah, uh, yes, the raspberry trellis. So um, our raspberries are in a grow box. And so we took two supports and screwed them to the outside of the grow box, right? Yep. They look like little uh, telephone poles up mm -hmm. there on the edges. And then mm -hmm. we put wire... In between them. In between them and... Then I tensioned them up and it just about pulled the little supports off the ends of the box and just about broke the box. Yeah, because it was pulling in too hard, right? Yep, it was. So then what did we do? Well, then I bought some ground anchors and some straps and gave some counterbalancing tension on those supports so that they would pull back out and transfer that tension into the ground, which doesn't seem to want to move, fortunately. <laughs> so it was kind of a matter of physics. Yes, it pulled it's too exactly hard. It. it pulled too hard one way and then it pulled too hard the other way and we had to get it balanced. Correct. So that's how you fix a lisp is you... Balance, balance, things, <laughs> balance things out. All right. Well, thanks for listening today. That's all there is to it. Just fix. No, there's a lot more to it. <laughs> okay. Let me give you an example of a client who came to me. He was about 12 and had been in speech therapy a long time. Mm -hmm. A persistent interdental lisp. And an interdental lisp is? Your tons between your teeth. Thank you. And so he got into the therapy room. He got in front of me. He got into therapy mode. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't really lisping for me. Of course. <laughs> the car never makes any strange sounds at the mechanics either. But at home, he was lisping. So that's why it wasn't mm -hmm. corrected. And so I took a video of him in conversation. And I watched it later. And I could see subtle things happening. The muscles above his eyebrows were moving in a way you wouldn't expect. Huh. Uh, the muscles around his nose were moving. Interesting. In a, in a way that looked a little bit odd. So I showed it to him when he came again. And I said, do you notice anything? He was like, yeah, my face is doing funny things. So he could see it. Um, yeah, that's, that's the first step. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, we got to get rid of that extra tension. Mm-hmm. Before I even start to work on the S sound, let's just get rid of that extra tension. And so it happened when he was able to um, control all those muscles in his face so that they didn't, his eyebrows didn't dance <laughs> and he didn't have the movement around his nose. Well, then he started lisping in therapy. Uh oh, so he's now he's worse. <laughs> yeah, he got worse before he got better. It's like the raspberry trellis. Right. So first it pulled too hard one way and then, then you could work on getting it balanced yeah, and out. Yeah, and it didn't really pull too hard the other way, but then he's 
the underlying problem was able to show up and able to be addressed. Okay. And after that, he's able to correct his lisp. Okay. And then you just use the normal techniques for correcting a lisp? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But he had to get that attention thing figured out. That makes sense. So give me some ideas of ways to watch for things besides extra attention. You need to watch for how well clients are grading their movement. So jaw grading is a term for how wide they open their mouths. Okay, okay. So, so if I'm talking like this, my mouth is not very wide open. No, you don't have good grading there. Okay. So sounds like <laughs> S, your jaw's really high, mm-hmm. or an E or an U, those are what we call high vowels. Okay. And then you have some vowels in the middle, um, an uh, an O, an A, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit more open, you have an A ah and an A, ah, and then the widest all is A. Ah. That's okay. where your jaw goes the widest. Right. So a lot of clients who come to me with uh, lisp and they're in junior high or whatever, they aren't using the full range of motion of their jaw. Okay. Okay. You take a video of them, you watch it later, and you see they're talking with their jaw pretty high up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really with the vowels that your mouth opens. <laughs> right. right. It, you know, it's really the vowels you're watching for. You wouldn't think that that would affect a tongue sound like S. But it actually does. I mean, it's a leap of faith. It's a leap of faith therapist to say, I'm going to work on this jaw grading and that's going to help me with the S. Yeah. <laughs> but I swear it works. <laughs> yeah, it would kind of, yeah, I can see where that could be kind of counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. It's a leap of faith for parents. If you say, this is what I'm going to work on. And I think, well, why aren't you working on the tongue? It's the tongue that's the problem. Right. Well, no, it's an underlying issue that's the problem because they've been working on S for years and it's not corrected. Okay, I can, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So here's another story. A client came to me, I think he was 13. Um, this lisp that had never been worked on, actually. And he was able to um, keep his tongue behind his teeth, but the sides of his tongue pushed out between his teeth. I'm trying to do this. I, 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 can't, even, I can't even picture how I that would work. I had to show him in a mirror. <laughs> I just didn't even know how he did it. And it didn't sound like a lateral lisp. Um, it, it was just, it was strange. Um, it got corrected when he finally understood how to open his jaw as wide as he should for the low vowels. Now, yeah. we talked about it, and we talked about it, but he didn't really get it until mm-hmm. the day it clicked, and he started just using that full range of motion. And then it was like, then he was graduated in two weeks. <laughs> what about lateral lisps? The same principles apply, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And it used to be that I hated lateral lisps. I would like, do not send a lateral lisp my way because I don't know how to fix it. Um, I don't know how to fix it so it stays fixed when they go home. But using these same principles, the lateral lisps get corrected too. And this is what is really interesting about the lateral lisps. I almost always find that the client lacks that good grading of movement. They lack freedom of movement, being able to move their jaw open and shut freely. I mean, it kind of like sticks in certain places, almost like the huh. tin man whose jaw <laughs> needed to be oiled so he could move it. Uh-huh. It seems to kind of stick in certain places. So freely moving up and down. Lots of exercises that I can <laughs> see. And when I work on those things, then I just listen for an S to emerge. Or I might um, say, hey, can you say this word C or something like that? And, and once they can do it, I mean, it just happens without me working on the S. I'm working on these other things, and then all of a sudden they can say S. And, th- 
And from there, I just go um, regular speech therapy. This is how I'm going to fix the S. I do approach it a little bit differently than I used to now that I understand about jaw grading. So once I have that good S, it usually happens in a word like C because there's hardly any change of movement from the S to the E, right? And mm-hmm. you're retracted. And that's how they, that's how most of my clients with the lateral lists usually get a really good S is in the word C. So we'll get C really good and we'll get like easy words like that. We've got the E and then we'll go to A. So we got like say uh-huh. or ace and then we'll go to an A or an A, sad or said, words like that. And finally, the saw. I say that for the very last because that's right. going to be the hardest for them to do. That's that wide open jaw right. with the S and the most change in your jaw position. And then we'll do those with S at the end too and S in the middle. But then it's just kind of regular speech therapy. And then you add in the Z when they're ready because Z is a little bit harder because of the voicing. But there yeah. you go. So this is kind of like what you do with the impossible R. You you find an S sound that they they do, and you build on that mm-hmm. in going through the different levels of what do you call that openness grading <laughs> grading a jaw grading <laughs> yes. But the really um, cool thing is that you can fix these really hard lateral lisps by not actually working on the S first. You work on other things first. And then you hear that really good S, your first good S sound. You're like, yes, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's the word. That's we're going to go from there. It's just like what you've been saying all along. If you, it's these simple things, these foundational things that if you can get that shored up and, and, and stable, then the complex will take care of itself. Yes. All the work comes at the front end. I mean, it's not easy to get that jaw open. You may think it is. And yeah, it's an easy movement for them to make perhaps, but it's not easy for them to understand how to do it easily, how to do it freely, how to do it consistently. Mm-hmm. So that's where the hard work is. And then them controlling their tongue, it almost happens by magic. And that's where the fun begins. And you just kind of sell along. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it stays fixed. <laughs> yes, it generalizes. That's the best part. Mm-hmm. We want to thank Marissa for asking for this topic today. She asked uh, Denise, what does she think about lisps? So if you have a topic that you would like Denise to cover, please let us know at slpproadvisor.com. We want to thank you for listening today. And please share this podcast with some of your other speech therapist friends and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, all those places where you listen to podcasts. We'll be back next week with another topic. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Mindful SLP. We hope you found some simple tools that will have optimal outcomes in your practice. This podcast is sponsored by SLP Pro Advisor. Visit slpproadvisor.com for more tools, including Impossible R Made Possible, Denise's highly effective course for treating those troublesome R's. A link is in the show notes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and tell your fellow SLPs. And please, let us know what you think. Join the conversation at slpproadvisor.com.